Hey, we're Phil and Meredith, and we're the pastors here at Cornerstone Church. We're excited to be coming to you through this platform today. We hope that your heart is encouraged, that your faith is stirred by what God speaks to you today. God bless you. Enjoy the message. Psalms 37, I'm going to read uh, verses 3, 4, and 5. This is, this is our proof text here. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. After Friday night, thou shalt be fed. <laughs> Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Anybody believe that right there? Here's the, here's the, the, the thought now. Commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will bring it to pass. So I want to just look at it one more time. Watch this. Trust in the Lord and do good. And then the, the, the promise of that is you will dwell in the land and you shall be fed. I want you just to, I know it's, it's kind of sounds like it's a, I'm being funny, but I'm not. You shall be fed. And then verse 4, delight yourself also in the Lord and he will give you. And then if you kind of highlight or think in your mind that he will give you the desires of your heart. He will give you the desires of your heart. Then commit your way unto the Lord, trust in him, and he, somebody say he. he. And it says he will bring it to pass. Everybody's standing and we're going to read these verses here together and I'm going to, I'm going to show you where I'm, I'm, I'm working on here today. I'm going to read two, two places of scripture just to give our, our team back there a little heads up. Uh, Proverbs chapter 14 and verse number 12 because we're talking about commit the way. Proverbs uh, chapter 14 and verse number 12 reads this way. There is a way which seems right. Huh. There is a way which seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back there. But there, is, there are ways that seems right to a man, but the end of those ways are death and destruction. All right, here's our prayer today that I'm going to preach on just for a little bit. Psalms 119 verses uh, 133 just a few verses here and it goes like this order my steps in your word and let not any iniquity have dominion over me deliver me from the oppression of man so I will keep your precepts and make your face to shine upon your servant and teach me thy statutes I'm just going to talk about those things right there because you're going to see that they're connected. I'm just going to talk about them for just a few moments because it is our real heart's desire that we are producing people, helping people to learn how to follow Jesus. And following Jesus is not for the faint of heart. It takes a little something, something. It takes a little something to follow Jesus. But, but we also want you to know that the Bible is not primarily a book about how to get to heaven. The Bible is a book about how to live in the way that God wants you to live. And so there's a few things you got to get for that. So before, uh, before you're seated, find somebody and say, commit to the way, commit to the way, commit to the way. 
Just a little bit here, just a little bit here today. A little bit here today. Um, I remember uh, times, especially uh, being in church uh, throughout my life, it seemed like there used to be more preaching on being in the will of God. Uh, there wasn't so much preaching, at least that I remember. I was pretty young, you know, coming up in church, but it wasn't a lot of preaching on, uh, uh, on my goals and my dreams and my visions and my gifts and all of those things. Was, was, there didn't seem to be a lot of teaching on that, and, and I, I don't want to dis, uh, disregard or disrespect that because we need some of that. But there seemed to be a lot more emphasis on making sure we were in the will of God. An important thing to think about. Because when we talk about committing to the way, the way puts us into the will of God. Uh, it's in, in so much that nearly everything that we did was done um, through prayer. And if we didn't become settled on what God wanted us to do, we just kind of stood still till God showed us what to do. Because, the, because the, the counterbalance to being in the will of God was we understood then if you get outside of the will of God, then you become responsible for the outcome. That God is not responsible for what he did not author. Being in the will of God. So the understanding then has to be to us that if you can, if you can grab this, that everything that you need is in the will of God. Everything that you need in life is in the will of God for your life. I'm, I'm just going to give you a little foundation on it. So that means that if we read Romans chapter 12, we know how this reads, right? Uh, it's, it says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. These are not three separate wills. These are all describing the will. The will of God for your life is good, acceptable, and perfect. The will of God is good, acceptable, and perfect. So uh, the, will, the will of God is, is good, which means everything that I need is in the will of God. You, you have to get that. You have to get that. Uh, you might wrestle with this just for a little bit because, um, because one of the things that Jesus came to deliver us from was ourself. And to commit to the way is being able to deal with yourself. Mm. Our self is one of the hindrances to committing to the way. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And you decide, I'm going to commit to the things of God, you know, and you feel it. And you say, 100%, I'm all, I'm all in. I'm on the bus. I'm every, everything. What, and all the things, and you're, and you're in. But you find out that when you're trying to commit to the way, the things that hinder us from committing to the ways many times is ourself. Uh, uh, ambition. 
um, things that we want. Jesus taught us to pray, not my will, but thy will be done. But I have to know that it is possible for my will and God's will to be at odds with each other. And if I'm going to get myself out of the way, this is the tough part of the message. We're going to shout and sing uh, uh, someday. (laughs) But this is the tough part of the message because I have to know that if I'm going to deal with myself, come on, everybody, that this is the thing that I have to know, that I have an incredible power of self-deception. Because there is a way that seems right. Mm-hmm. Most people don't do wrong because they know it's wrong. They do wrong because they think it's right. And the reason you think it's right is because you can't get yourself out of the way. And so you go to justifying what you're doing and acting like it's right because can't nobody tell you that you're wrong. Oh my goodness. The old theologian wrote one time that men never do evil so well except for when they do it in God's name. Out of that kind of concept, we have developed everything from the just wars to racism to putting our rights in front of of everybody else. We get get ourselves in the way. I came to help somebody be saved today. Because when you don't understand your ability to deceive yourself, you are in danger of being deceived. And the purpose of the enemy is to get you out of the way. Because there is a way that seems right. Broad is the way (laughs) that leads to destruction. But narrow is the way, straight, that leads to life. Maybe this is why we don't preach on being in the will of God as much anymore, is because it makes folks that are out of the will of God feel uncomfortable, and their power of deception is so great, the preacher must have missed it today. (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. We're going to walk this out just for a little bit, just for a couple hours, and then, and then you're going to be all right. But the, the, the thing, the thing about self is that self will get you in the way. I'm going to give you another one. I'm just doing a, a couple alliterations here. I believe Jesus came to deliver us, and, and these scriptures teach us that when we commit to the way, we have to deal with self. Then we have to deal with sin. Yeah. We have to deal because these things will pull you out of the way. Let me, let me go back to my scripture just so that you understand what I'm talking about. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shall you dwell in the land, and you shall be fed. Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Watch me. And then commit your way into the Lord, and he will bring it to pass. So I put that over with the prayer of Psalms of Psalms uh, 119, order my steps. So this is what we're going to pray today before we get up out of here. Order my steps. 
Watch. Let me give you one more. Let me give you one more just so, so you understand it goes with it. Psalms 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his ways. I'm talking to all the good people right here, people that are trying to be in the way. And though he fall, he shall not be cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young and now old, but I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. I'm trying to connect them for you because if you commit your way to the Lord, you shall be fed. You will dwell in the land and you shall be fed. And so, so this, becomes, this becomes a thing that when we deal with self, here's, here, here's, here's what, we have, what we have to say. That everything that is for you is in the will of God. I'm going to try it one more time. All right, let me say it to you this way. Anything or anyone that pulls you out of the will of God is not good. Anything or anyone that pulls you out of the will of God is not good. They might be cute. They might be funny. It might be a raise. It might be more square feet. But if I have to step out of the will of God to make you happy to take that position to be a part of that group if I have to get out of the will of God I have to tell myself ahead of time it's not good it's not good uh, um let, 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 me, let me do it this way. You're blind in your discernment wherever you are needy in your soul. You are blind in your discernment wherever you are needy in your soul. That's why everybody else can see that you're dating Attila the Hun and you can't see it. Everybody else can see it. You can't see it. Anyone that's uh, uh, have, have had uh, teenagers or, or young people in your house know that sometimes, you know, they can, they can get around some colorful people. They get around some people that you wouldn't want them to be around. And um, sometimes you can see things that they don't see because they have a certain need to be accepted, a need to be loved. Uh, the teenagers are having uh, 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 their meeting in the, in the art center, and I'm just trying to really make this more comfortable for you so that you think that I'm talking about them. <laughs> but this is how you get yourself out of the way and not deceive yourself and have the awareness to recognize that it is possible for you to be hungry. That's another word for needy. Commit your way, trust in the Lord. Verily thou shalt be fed. When you are out of the way, you become hungry for things 
that you would not be as hungry for if you were in the will of God. Come on, let's talk in here. Come on, let's talk in here. Because we all have needs. We have needs to be loved. We have needs to be recognized. We have needs to connect. We have have needs. But when you get outside of the will of God, you're not being fed by being in the will of God because you don't trust that everything that is for you is in the will of God. So you get out of the will of God to try to fill that need and now you can't be fed. And so it pulls us out. Let's talk about, because life really boils down to just a few things, just a few things, really, really. Things like um, relationships. Who are you going to be around? Who are you going to be around? Try it again. Who are you going to be around? Because the truth is, people gather themselves around people of like mind and values. Now, next week is Super Bowl Sunday, and I plan on watching the 49ers beat the Kansas City Chiefs. See, I found, I located who my people are right there. See how easy that was? How many Kansas City Chiefs people are in the house? You got a few? Yep. Yeah, that's really sad. So, uh, so I have found out that uh, football enthusiasts gather around football enthusiasts. People who are artistic, they have a whole subculture with what they're doing. People who are, are, are uh, 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 whatever, whatever the, the thing is, that we gather around people and with people who share common goals and interests and values. Am I right about that? The the thing about this is, is that because we have to get ourselves out of the way and because we bring to the table certain needs that are not fed if we get out of the will of God, that it becomes sometimes easy for people, people to pull us away from God. The New Testament says that bad company... Corrupts, good manners, morals, right? And um, you, raise, you raise your kids in church and you teach them manners and, and you teach them how to do all the right stuff and they start hanging out with a few other people and they come back with words you never taught them. Am I right? This, this, is, this is what we understand. This is what we understand. Watch. It is possible for you to love someone, like someone, minister to someone, and not allow their spirit to be getting on you. Because otherwise, because what I got to do is I'm committed to something. I'm committed to something. I'm committed to the way. I'm committed to being in the will of God. And if I have to get out of the will of God to be a part of your crew, then I, I, I can't afford to do that because there is a way that seems right. And I got to stop talking myself and deceiving myself as, as to I, I am beyond being deceived by people who are meeting a need that I don't see that I have because that need is blinding my discernment. 
You, you ever have somebody around you that you really like, but they're no good for you? It would be easy if all the people that we're supposed to, you know, avoid were mean. Because they're easy to avoid. You're just mean and nasty. So it's easy to avoid. So, 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 so people have a tendency to pull. L let me, let me, let me th work this out just for just a, just a minute longer. Because, you know, um, when, when people are released from incarceration, it is a violation of parole for you to be hanging out with felons. They will come take you back to jail because they have found out that if you are hanging out with felons and you are felons, y'all just two fellas. When a person comes out of drug rehabilitation, um, one of the things that has to be altered is their network of associations. Because if you're not careful, you're going to go hang out with the same people doing the same thing because that is their pattern of life. To get somewhere else, you have to commit to the way. And committing to the way is knowing what the will of God is. Can I move on to the next point? Because I feel like I'm wearing y'all out on that one. Just touch somebody next to you and say, don't pull me out the will of God. I had to get away from you. I had to leave you. I had to, I had to run away from you. To run away from you. It's this self-deception. I'm, I'm, I, I, I want to stay on self-deception. I just want to take it a little further because I find out that when people are, are doing something that can be detrimental to them, and they haven't really prayed the prayer, Lord, order my steps. And they haven't really committed to the way that they just justify the way that they're in. But you have to be able to say to yourself, there is a way that seems right to me. But the end of that way could lead to trouble. Everybody say out loud one time, just, just so that everybody can say it. Just say out loud, I'm not always right. Okay, I just, wanted, I just wanted the people close to you to at least hear you say it. Just for the record, just for the record, just for the record. The, the thing about us is if we're not careful, um, it's hard for us to admit when we are wrong. Whew. Y'all are ready for me to go on another trip, ain't you? And I feel that. But uh, the, the thing that I was thinking about is that um, part of our maturity is, is being able to say I was wrong. If there is a way, one of the things I like to say to people in, in phases of life is there's a way to do everything. There's a way to do everything. And even if things are tough or things are hard or conversations have to be had, there's a way to do everything. You will find out in life that many things that are tense are not about the thing. It's about the way it was done. 
There's a way to leave a job. There's a way to deal with whatever you can think of. There's a way to do it. There's a way to do it. And so we have to find the right way to do it or else we start convincing ourselves. Watch incrementally, incrementally, incrementally. We don't understand that if you trust in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Watch this. Watch this. All my single folks, watch this. Your future mate is in the will of God waiting on you. Anybody, you have to leave. The, I'm just saying, because I know some of y'all going to do what you want to do. But here's the thing. If you have to leave the will of God, it's not good. It's not good. And I know there's a way that seems right to you. Psalms, I'm going to read it to you again. Psalm 133, order my steps in your word. Let not iniquity have dominion over me. And the next part of it says this, deliver me from the oppression of man. What I mean by the oppression of man is deliver me from people being able to pull me out of the will of God. Even pastors and leaders can, can be pulled out of the will of God by trying to preach what makes everybody happy every week. But God did not call the leaders of the church just to make sure we all are skipping and grinning every week, even though we come and have a good time and enjoy each other and all those kind of things, because people are supposed to be watching out for our souls. And don't tell me I'm right when I need to be reminded that I can deceive myself. I, I, I could be pulled away. And we don't want to be looking out over here 10 years from now and saying, where's so-and-so? And where's so-and-so? Well, you know, they kept telling us God gave them that job. And, you know, then they got that job. And then they had to start working on one Sunday every six weeks. And then they had to start working every Sunday. And then, you know, then they got that boat that they always been wanting. And the boat only works on Sundays. And, and, then, and then this thing and that thing. And then they had to go over here. And then they got to go do this. And then they got to go do that. And then they had to go, to go. And then they had to do this and that. And after a while, after a while, you are no longer in the will of God not knowing that everything God has for you is in the will of God here we go here we go sometimes the test before the best is being able to say no because you got something better coming your way God just wants to know can you get yourself out of the way enough to enjoy what I'm getting ready. Do I have to give you some Bible on it? Have you ever heard of the lady named Hagar? God told him, I'm going to, I'm going to bless you and give you seed and there's always a Hagar before there's a Sarah. Anybody who the root word of their name is Hag, you should leave alone. I'm not saying that the first person you meet is not that person. I'm saying, where did you stop asking God to order your steps? God, am I good for this person? Is this person good for me? The primary purpose of marriage is to help one another fulfill the purpose of God in their life. And if being hooked up with you takes me back to primary school, I ain't got time for all of that stuff. Woo! 
Come on, preach, Bishop. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying to help somebody. Sometimes something will open up to you to find out if you can get yourself out of the way because what looks like a, looks like a blessing, and, but it has the potential for you, for you. Now, I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about for you to pull you out of the will of God. Sometimes God wants to know, can you commit to the way and trust me and say no and, and believe me even when you can't track with me that if you say no to this thing, what you may not know is around this corner that you can't see around. I got something for you because if you trust in me, I will give you the desires of your heart. If you trust me, you will dwell in the land and be fed. If you can commit to the way and Get yourself out of the way. Get yourself out of the way. You got to get yourself out of the way. If you say to the mountain, move, and you find yourself dog paddling, that means you were the mountain. And sometimes, sometimes, before we put it over on the devil, we should at least look at ourselves and say the steps of a good man are ordered, are ordered. They're not random. They're ordered. And it takes a certain commitment. I got to land on that word for a minute, too. I'm picking all the good words for uh, 2020 because this is a difficult word for people, commitment. So I thought I would tackle it. Because uh, we like to visit things, we like to make things a hobby. But if you're going to have anything from God, you have to commit to it. You have to commit to it. You have to commit to it. I'm not talking about Easter and Christmas. I'm not talking about when you're in trouble. I'm talking about committing to it and delighting in the way. Uh, the, good, the will of God, as I said, was good, acceptable, and perfect. And sometimes it, it made me think, sometimes, by the way, that some people talked about it, was that, um, that I was afraid of the will of God. Some of you may have been around um, churches long enough to know that it always seemed like the will of God was the exact opposite. It was, it was oppressive and heavy. And I don't know how many uh, preachers I heard you know, in my life that, that their testimony was, you know, I, I never wanted to preach. And God wouldn't let anything that, that I did succeed until I preached. Well, we're so excited to hear from you today. <laughs> but when God called me to preach, that's all I wanted to do. That's all I wanted to do. Everything else... Um, was, was ancillary and belonged to the periphery. Everything, because, because it wasn't something that, that had to be imposed upon me. But, but I did have a little bit of a fear of like really committing to the will of God because sometimes I would hear people say, well, when I, when I surrendered to the will of God, like he sent them to a strange land that they never wanted to go to and they, and they had to eat, you know, odd foods. And, you know, it was, it was always some kind of a missionary story. And, um, but I found out the will of God is good. It's acceptable. Acceptable means that God is not calling you to do something that you can't do. He's not calling you to do something you can't do. It is acceptable. That means he's already put it in you 
what is in the will of God for you, if you can commit to that way, you will find out that every, I'm telling you, everything you need is in the will of God if you can commit to the way. I'm getting ready to take it a step further. Here we go. Anything you worship will get at least 10% of your money. That was deep, wasn't it? Some of you, I, I see a couple people got their calculators. You know, I believe he's right about that. Whatever you put out there, maybe worship is too strong for you. Whatever you put in front of the will of God is still going to get 10%. Whatever's happening in your life. So one of the things, the, the principle of tithing is so great that it just, it just works. If you serve the devil, I promise you he's going to take more than 10%. Whatever, whatever hobbies, whatever interests that you have, all of which can, can be awesome in the right place. But whatever you put out there in front is going to get at least 10%. Because the principle of tithing is so great, watch this now, that it is your protection from the spirit of greed. No, you missed that. It's your protection from the spirit of greed because if you knew how much God wanted to bless you, God wants to put so much into your hands that he cannot do it if it's going to pull you away from him. And wherever you, come on, wherever your money goes, your heart is following it. Wherever your money, right? Wherever, where a man's treasure is, his heart will be also. And it's impossible to serve God and money. Am I in the Bible in this church? That means every open door is not God's will for your life. Every raise is not God's will for your life. Everybody that turns into your cheer, cheerleader standing around clapping for you, telling you, you go head on, baby, you go head on, baby, you go head on, baby, might be clapping you off a cliff. Because everything is not the will of, but when I commit to the way, watch me now. When I commit to the way, I'm able to say if I walk in this way, God will give me the desires of my heart. God will never lead me astray. God will never give me too much that I can't handle. God will never put something on me that pulls me away from him. But everything he gives me is leading me closer to him. Because I got good enough sense to know that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And I was young and I'm now old, but I ain't never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. And if I fall, I get back up because the Lord will uphold him with his hand. I told you I'm preaching to save somebody today. Somebody's on the edge of making the wrong decision. Somebody's on the edge of walking off the proper path. And not realizing that it is our giving and our sowing and our tithing and our offerings, those things protect us from the spirit of greed. 
Because when I know that God is my source, when I know that he gives me the desires of his heart, when I know that if I walk before him, that he'll make my way perfect, that he knows the right time. Come on, somebody. He knows what I can handle when I can handle it. He knows what I'm mature enough to deal with and when I'm not mature enough to deal with it. He knows what's taking me away and what's drawing me close. And because I've committed to the way and my desire is to be in the will of God, I'm able to pray the prayer, don't give me anything that would draw me away for don't let anything come in my life. If somebody enters my life and they're drawing me away from you, sound the alarm. If a door needs to be shut, slam the door. Whatever you need to do, but keep me in your. Commit to the way. Commit to the way. Commit to the way. So that iniquity doesn't rule over me and relationships don't pull me away. And going after stuff doesn't pull me away. You know that God doesn't care how much you have as long as it never has you. But he has to be able to trust us with it. You, you guys know the statistics on people that, that uh, win crazy amounts of money, like $100 million in a, in a lottery thing. How many of them end up? Because what it does is just gives you more borrowing power. I mean, if you, if, you, if you get $100 million and then you borrow $150 million, you're broke. It also draws out cousins you never knew you had. <laughs> Whatever it is. But the point is, the, point, the, the, the moral of that little story is that everyone is not able to handle everything. A quick look down professional sports would tell you that the very thing that brought some young ladies and some young men up out of adverse situations and put them in a place, but if you're not able to handle it, then it can draw other things into your circle that are detrimental. What I'm trying to tell you is you can fail by yourself. It takes help to succeed. It doesn't take Help to manage smallness. It takes help to manage greatness. This is, this, is, this is my point. If we have the potential to deceive ourselves, if there is a way that seems right to me, if I have to keep justifying all of my relationships, all of my money decisions, if God is always in it, I keep putting God's name on stuff. And um, that way, if I understand that, then I understand that I can be walking in a way that seems right to me, but doesn't make it right. So here's what God does for us. I'm going to call this my closing. That some things we are protected by because of the power of community. Okay, let me. I'm talking about the church community. I'm talking about 
Sometimes they are life groups and growth groups. Sometimes they are groups that we serve with. Sometimes they're people that we know. They're trusted friends, people that know the Bible better than us. People that know, people that have no, no incentive not to tell us the truth. This is how we get help. This is how we get help. I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you. Because, because when you go to looking for people that will agree with you, I don't care how crazy idea you got. Somebody's going to tell you that's a good idea. Especially if you start taking your advice from social media. It don't matter because people don't even have to know any of the story. They don't have to know any of the story. And you go, okay. And, and you always know it's going to be something when somebody's post starts off like, okay, I don't do this often. But today I'm going to have to vent. Thanks for sharing that with the globe. And, you know, then, then it's going to be some kind of convoluted one side of a story. You know, my wife thinks this and that, this and this and this. Boom, here, here they come. Leave her. Get away from her. She ain't worth nothing. You don't know. I'm talking about the power of counsel. Somebody say the power of counsel. Come on, say the power of counsel. I'm not talking about you turning a life group into a therapy session. I'm not, I'm not talking about you have, to, you have to come in and sit down. I'm talking about right now, what I'm giving you is counsel. Because counsel is not you talking. That's therapy. Counsel is you listening. Mm, I'm still on my saying, you think I'm outside of my, my hermeneutic, but I'm not. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Therein shall he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by a river of living water. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Where's the witnesses at to this? You got that. This is, this is counsel. This is counsel. I'm giving you counsel. You, you got to be careful that you don't put people in your world that feed your dysfunction by making you feel good about feeling bad. And every time somebody corrects you, you get your three little goofy friends around you and you tell one side of a story or the way what somebody said to me and this and then you start crying and they start telling you that you don't let them do that and it might be the very people that God put in your way to keep you from making a wrong decision oh my goodness oh my goodness this is the power of having a church family around you and you developing the power to hear counsel and to receive correction. This is a real church message today because what you have to do is to have people around you that you trust. And let me say it this way. And you have to trust some people. Because some people say, well, I don't have anybody around me I can trust. Well, that's not always other people. 
You have to be able to trust the people that you go to. This, this is kind of the last point. And that is that, that I believe that it is possible for you to, to pray a word from God, counsel from God, into the mouth of whoever is standing in front of you. And you have ears to hear that God might be talking to me. All right, last story, last story. This, this one, this one is coming from the, the New Testament. And you, may, you might find this a little interesting, but I think, I think so. Luke chapter 24, verse number 49. This is Jesus' last words to his disciples. Behold, I send the promise. I'm still on that, those three things, right? Delight in, delight in the Lord, you shall be fed, and not allowing people to have dominion or iniquity have dominion over you. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands, and he blessed them. And it came to pass that while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. This is my, this is my last point for real. Subpoints. Big point. The point goes like this. Um, when Jesus calls us, he calls us into the way which means that we're walking it out, that our steps are ordered. I can believe God that my steps are ordered. The word steps doesn't just mean the walking. It also means like these steps. These are the steps. And my steps are ordered. I'll give you a military term. That means your steps are ordered. You walk where he says walk. When, when you can't get yourself out of the way and, and ambition rules you, then you're just looking for the next step up. But if you let people promote you beyond where God has you and beyond what you are capable of handling, and you call it all God because you don't have anybody around you that can at least have a conversation with you. Because if you're not committed enough to it, then you don't understand the test of submission. I'm picking all the, I'm picking all the good words today. To sub under a mission. To be able to get up under the word of God. Here comes a newsflash, newsflash, newsflash. You will always have times in your life when God tests you for what he can trust you with huh, by allowing you to have to submit to someone who may not be qualified. Every manager, every supervisor... I don't care if it's a church. Every department leader may not be as qualified as you think they are. They are not the one being tested. And you have to be careful what you say no to 
Because God may be putting you in a position to eventually lead the very thing that you're criticizing. But you lost your ability to lead it because you don't know how to stop criticizing it. I'm just going to clap for myself one time. I had to encourage myself just for a minute. So my point with Jesus was this. When Jesus calls us, he calls us into a walk. Jesus chose his leaders before he ever started his ministry. And here's what he said to them. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Where are we going? Don't worry. Follow me. Follow me. And I will make you. If I commit to the way of following, then no iniquity has dominion over me. Nobody can pull me out of his will. And he will lift up his face and give me the blessing of whatever I can handle. Here we go. Jesus leads his disciples out. These are his last words. He's already been resurrected from the dead. They all gathered around him. Jesus says to them, he leads him to Bethany and says, I want you to go and wait in Jerusalem. We know this to be the upper room experience, right? Go back to Jerusalem, get an upper room and wait because I've already, the father's going to send you the promise. Watch this. Watch this. I was kind of intrigued with this, that Jesus led them out of Jerusalem. Bethany is approximately a mile and a half. We'll call it a mile or two miles outside of Jerusalem. That's where Bethany's at. Jesus leads them out there. Now, you got to know Bethany is a place. Bethany's a place. It means the house of affliction. Bethany being the house of affliction was a place where Mary and Martha were at who had a brother named Lazarus. And everybody in Jerusalem went out to Bethany because that's where Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead at. That's a whole other message. I might preach that Thursday. Anyhow, so Jesus leads them out to Bethany and then tells them, I need you to go to Jerusalem. Are you watching me? Because now he's saying, rather than you having me here to lead you, now you have to allow your steps to be ordered. I'm leading you out here. Now I'm telling you what to do. Now we're going to find out if all this following, if all this bumper stickers, if all this carrot juice drinking, all that bean eating, now we're going to find out if all that stuff has taken hold because maturity is your ability to walk under the submission of the word of God when you can't put your hand on him and you can't feel it and you don't know why did you walk me out this far to tell me to go into Jerusalem but I've been with you long enough to pray the prayer order my steps in your word and I know that God will be a blessing and bring everything that he wants in my life to pass and everybody that believes that this is your amen section and session right here order my steps order my steps 
order my steps. I started the message off today by praying for people who were out of the will of God. I could have waited until the end, but I wanted to find out who could know it. So our prayer here today is going to be the prayer, order my steps in your word. Let not iniquity have dominion over me. Let no person pull me out of your will. And let no desire for something pull me out of your will. But believing that if I commit my way, that God will give me the desires of my heart. This is the prayer that we're going to pray. Father, I thank you now for your word that comes as a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. I thank you for taking this word today and touching the hearts, the minds, spirits, souls, and bodies of the people under the sound of my voice. And I ask you to do as you did with the loaves and fishes and take whatever was given today and multiply it and give a piece of each of it to whoever needed a piece of it. We trust you to feed us. I ask you to deliver people who have a hunger that they're trying to fulfill outside of your will. Come on, everybody. This is, this is the commitment prayer right here. This is the prayer of when you get real with yourself and say, God, deliver me from myself because the truth is you might be trying to fulfill a hunger and a desire outside of the will of God. When God is trying to bless you, you don't have to rip anybody off. God is trying to give you a husband or a wife. You don't have to take somebody else's. If promotion comes from the Lord, I just have to work my way through where I'm at now so that God can lift me. And one day I will be able to say, look how he lifted me. I pray against self-deception pray against self-deception that every person here today would evaluate whether or not the path that you're on is drawing you closer or keeping you in the path or pulling you out of the path and the way of following Jesus that message meant something to you and that it means something in your days to come. Yeah, if this message has blessed you and you want to sow into the ministry of Cornerstone Church, you can do so from wherever you are today. Simply jump on our website at cornerstone.church and you can find the link there so that you can give in whatever way is most convenient to you. And we'll see you back here next time.